What's good, y'all? It's popping. Welcome back to another episode of the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 107. I'm the moderator, Desi, and as always, I hope everyone had a great weekend. Weekend. My weekend was a good one, despite the multiple mini heart attacks uh, my Buffalo Bills decided to give me. We were up 17 at one point. Then the Buffalo Bills somehow couldn't stop the Buffalo Bills. And yes, you heard me correctly. We consistently shot ourselves in the foot, as I told y'all we would. Um, And even at one point, we got down 24 to 20 in the third quarter. But nevertheless, Josh Allen started to do Josh Allen-esque things and started checking down throws. Our run game got used more, and despite Miami getting away with countless, countless no calls, not to mention at least six delay of games, my Bills pulled off a 34-31 victory yesterday. And I told you guys it would be close because, like I said, I know my team. Um, and many people say that we don't look too good because we did this against Gaga Thompson, but nobody is saying anything about Joe Burrow almost losing to the Ravens. Because if it wasn't for that 98-yard play, we don't know. The Ravens could have came out with that win. Nevertheless, we got Cincy at home on Sunday at 2 p.m. And a lot of people believe and are hoping that my team takes an L. So all I can say to that is I can't wait till Sunday. Now, before I introduce the rest of the crew, I have one more thing to say. Darwin Ham, I just want to talk to you, sir. Use your time out. They can't go home with you. You don't get extra credit. You don't get extra points for keeping them. Why you don't use them? Use them. Literally had an opportunity to win that game last night. He was the reason we lost. Anyways, let's go ahead and introduce the rest of the crew, starting with our two hosts, PC. Well, um, I wasn't expecting that. My name is PC, though. Uh, I'm, well, the fan of the team who Desi is uh, referring to, uh, Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid, James Harden, getting it done in L.A. at the Crypto.com Arena. Um, and now I got to go prepare for a very, very, very entertaining, very highly anticipated matchup this Saturday for my Eagles. It's a team that constantly keeps coming back to annoy me in some way. They're like an annoying little little gnat you just can't get rid of. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll dive a whole lot more deeper into it this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, PC, you're going to be very, very sad this weekend. Uh, Sean, go ahead and go ahead and show him the Danny Dimes real quick, bro. That man, let me tell you, let me tell you how this is gonna end, PCR. Right, it's gonna be a close game. Daniel Jones is gonna be the reason why this team wins because he's gonna lead a win- game-winning drive in a two-minute warning. I'm calling it right now, bro. And PC, I said it all week. I said it in the sports chat. <clears throat> you are going your your tears. You being miserable is going to feel so good on the inside of my heart, bro. You don't understand how much, how happy it's going to make me, bro. I'm going to be the biggest Giants fan this weekend, PC, because I need you sad and miserable. I love you, but I just need you sad and miserable, my brother. And I'm telling you, the Giants are going to upset, the, are going to shock the world this weekend, bro. Brian Dable, coach of the year, bro. He's 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 just really special, bro. That dude is 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 extremist. And, and Sean, it must be nice to have a head coach, bro. Must be nice. 
I might genuinely meet read the list out of excitement if we win this Saturday. Like, you know, just by the hell of it, you know? See, that's just petty, bro. That's just petty. Oh, yes, I can play petty. There's <laughs> two to play this game, TK. You know this. Okay, next, Sean. What a weekend, man. TK already gave the introduction. I don't know if you can hear. My voice is a little gone from this Saturday. Um, or when when we played. I, I'm, I was losing it. Daniel Jones, as TK said, has proven that he's a franchise quarterback. Over 300 yards in his first playoff game debut. Almost 100 yards rushing. Stiff-arming players on the defense. Nobody could stop anything he wanted to do. He's proven himself. It took me a while to get here. I was not a Daniel Jones believer for a long time. I am all the way in on Danny Dimes. He is the guy. He can do it. He can go into Philly, and he can beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Saturday. And oh, Danny man. we trust. And, and Danny, Danny we, trust. we trust. Oh, man. Uh, nobody believed in us. Absolutely nobody. We had PC saying we didn't have a stand a chance. We had him predicting a blowout. We had Gianni and his predictions ruining the We Hate Sports record because he wanted to be petty and pick the Minnesota Vikings. You had to do it, Gianni. You had to ruin the record. But it's okay. We proved you wrong. Just we like we proved all of America wrong and beat the Minnesota Vikings when nobody thought we could. Nobody thought we would be in the divisional. Nobody thought we would win more than five games. But yet we did it because of multiple names. But the ones I'm going to give the shout-out to, Brian Dable, Saquon Barkley, and Danny Dimes. Okay, next, Gianni. Um, actually, you know who ruined the... Playoff thing was totaled because the Chargers blew the game. So I'm excited for Saturday. Nice uh, total. I think, in my opinion, I think we win by 10 this Saturday. And if we win as well, we should read the quarterback list for TK for honestly because he's ruining against us. So we should do that as well before the next show starts. Well, that's absolutely that's absolutely insane. I, I don't feel like what I what do I'm not a Giants fan. I mean, I'm a Giants fan this week because I want them to beat the Eagles, but I'm not I'm not a Giants fan. So I feel like you read. That's all the you need to list. say. That's all you need to say. You're a temporary Giants fan. That's all you need to say. Well, so there's a so you have a problem with somebody going for the underdog is what you're saying. I don't, it's no, a, it makes I, a great I have a story with you going for the underdog. That's all. All right, whatever. Okay, and next, Talu. Greg Roman and John Harbaugh, you ruined my life. Like, I'm actually depressed. I hope you guys are happy, man. See, I lost my voice. You, I hope you guys are just happy with me being sad. You get it? I I think you guys enjoy that. I think you guys enjoy me being sad and depressed. and, 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 And I couldn't sleep last night. I didn't sleep until 6 in the morning last night. Because of you frauds. You frauds kept me up all night. Because you, Greg Roman. Greg Roman, how how on earth are you a running guru type offensive coordinator? And your star running back is pissed at you. How are you supposed to be the run guru offensive coordinator? And you don't give a star running back a touch and you five yards the next game after he scored our only touchdown. Or not our only touchdown. Our only, our first touchdown, bro. You ruined my life. Baltimore Ravens ruined my life. 
Lamar Jackson, if you leave, I don't blame you. They're going to ruin your life, too. They already ruined my life. They don't, I don't want you to ruin your life, either. Go go to Miami. Go with a competent franchise. I, I'm the president. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a look into what, we, what we're going to be going over this week. Um, for our first segment, we'll be doing our weekly questions. Segment two will be CFB Talk with Sean. Uh, for our third segment, we will be giving our predictions for the division around this weekend. Segment four will be my personal favorite, which is hot takes. And one final word from our main co-host, PC, with Cam's monologue. Um, we got a few things to get into this week. Uh, but first, if you haven't already, please follow us on our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And um, at We Hate Sports, all jammed together on TikTok and YouTube. So let's go ahead and jump into our first segment, which is our weekly questions. Um, and this are, and these are for, of course, TK, Tolu, and PC. Uh, the first question is, the Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 31-30 Saturday night to move on to the division round in the AFC playoffs. The Chargers led 27-7 at half. Do the Chargers need to fire Brandon Staley? Uh, TK, your thoughts first. I mean, as much as I want to be biased here and say no, only because I don't want, you know, PC, PC knows where I'm going here, but I don't want his statement to what he made in the sports has to come true. Um, I feel like the Chargers would be the one t- and only team that could take Sean Payton away from the Broncos. So I'm going to be fair here and I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes only because, I mean, you there's no chance that you're, I mean, you're not going to let Justin Herbert go. So, I mean, the only thing that there is to do is, is just get a new head coach because a lot of people want to sit here and blame uh, uh, Brandon Staley on this loss. And I understand that the scheme, the scheme he set for in the first half, which was running the football, he completely stopped that in the second half. I get that and whatnot, but as the quarterback, as a franchise quarterback, a dude that, that people label as a top five quarterback, for you to not be able to put a single touchdown up in the second half, I just think that's just completely unacceptable. I don't think there's any excuse for that, and I think that has absolutely nothing to do with Brandon Staley. But unfortunately, we live in the era where head coaches are going to be gone before their their uh, quarterbacks are, except for maybe what we're about to see with Lamar Jackson. Uh, John Harbaugh may stay in. Lamar Jackson may leave Tolu. Yeah, I'm going to take a lot of shots at you tonight, bro. But, um, yeah, so, I, I mean – Honestly, like I said, I think the only thing you can do from this point is fire Brandon Staley. Will the Chargers do it? I don't know. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I thought it would happen today, to be honest. Um, it hasn't. So maybe it'll happen later on this week. We'll have to see. But, um, yeah, man, Justin Herbert, you got to be better. Brandon Staley, you definitely got to be better because I believe that if they continue to run the football in the second half, they honestly win that, fo- that football game. Keep this short. Staley needs to be fired. He's a bum. He choked. He played Mike Williams for no reason in week 17, got him injured. He needs to be fired because I swear if any other coach had done what they he did, he would have been already gone. Bro. So <clears throat> Taylor needs to be fired. He's, he's, he's not ready for that job. He's not. So, yes, Brent Taylor needs to be fired. Um, it's just it's inexcusable. Like you, you can't you can't have a lead that big in the playoffs. This is your first playoff appearance. You know, first impressions. This is Justin Herbert's first playoff uh, appearance, and you do that. It just simply cannot happen. Get yourself a competent head coach in there, and maybe you can finally start to turn your franchise around. Maybe people can finally start to realize, like, yes, this is a good team. 
And maybe they're not the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. All right. But it all starts at the top. It starts with coaching and you need to get a competent head coach in there. At this point, it doesn't even have to be Sean Payton. Just get somebody else in there that actually knows what they're doing. Brandon Saley, especially in that second half, did not know what he was doing. All right. Um, question two. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 41-23 in a very convincing fashion. Are the 49ers the most convincing team in the NFC? Um, Tolu, your thoughts first. I think they are the deepest team in the in the NFC because because <clears throat> um Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk in that defense. I think they're I think they could beat the Eagles because that offense defense. So so I think they're the most complete team in the NFC easily. I've been saying it all year. You know, the 49ers are the one team I consider the biggest threat to us in the NFC. Um, it's probably going to come down to us in the NFC Championship. Um, and this is something that we've been preparing for all season. Uh, this is what people expect to prepare for. Um, and I'm just going to agree with Tolu here. Like, they have one of the deepest rosters in the entire league. All right. I say that we have like the deepest roster in the league and really the only one that can attest that is San Francisco because of all the weapons that they have. Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Brock Purdy, uh, Debo Samuel, all the weapons that they have on defense with Greenlaw and Bosa and and um, and um, and Warner. Like this is a team from top to bottom, one of the best in the league. And I I truly do believe that Maybe given the chance, they have a real chance of being the Eagles when we're at full strength. Um, with that being said, I still think it's the Eagles that has the deepest roster because of the edge that we had in the regular season. And we're just getting healthier. We're getting healthy just like they are. Um, you know, I, I, you call me biased for you. I don't really care. Um, the fact of the matter is, these are the two deepest teams in the NFC um, with both of them with a lot to lose. So um, them winning in the way that they did against the Seahawks uh, proves that they are more than battle-tested uh, to take on anybody in the in the NFL, let alone the NFC. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that they have one of the uh, deepest uh, rosters in the league and uh, probably, you can argue, the best team in the NFC. So I just... Like, everybody listened to that answer, right? That has to be the most biased, confusing, ring around the rosy answer I've ever heard in my life. So is it the Niners or the Eagles? Saying what so was your Wait, I'm confused. Was your answer the Niners or the Eagles? I say the Eagles. That's why I said you can call it biased for all you want. I don't really care. I mean, I'm just saying. But you just said. I, I just said. Saying all that I said. PC, you are all over the place, bro. Okay, all I said was that you can argue that the Niners are the best team in the NFC, which you can. You can. You know, there there are people that on this podcast and you know all around on uh, you know social media that believe the Niners have the best team in the NFC, the best team in the NFL. All right, but I can argue that the Eagles also have the deepest team in the league. They are the best team in the NFC, the best team in the NFL. All right, that's all I said. 
Uh, I mean, it could be easy. I didn't just. So your yeah, answer, so I the think. Eagles, so your answer is no, the, no, the Niners aren't the best, the most convincing. It's your Eagles. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Wow. All right. So um, I guess to answer the question, I'm going to agree with what Tolu said. I think it's the 49ers. I think specifically, I think when you look every single, every single, every single where on the, on the field, as far as special teams, offense and defense, there's nothing that they don't have. I understand the Eagles have the same thing, but I just believe that Kyle Shanahan is a coach that we do not talk about enough. And I truly believe that this man can literally put any quarterback in his system and absolutely shine. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people want to say Brock Purdy is not as good as he looks out there because of the system and, and the players that he has around him and the team that he's on and the coach that he plays under. Um, but I said this yesterday in the sports chat a lot, bro. This man's footwork in the pocket it's it's extremely elite. Like his ability to escape defenders is it's it's up there, bro. Like I sat here and watched this football game yesterday, and I watched a couple of games before, bro. This man, bro, it's it's top five, bro. It's like top five, and just his as far as his escapability. He's not the most mobile QB, but just his footwork is extremely elite. Um, and like I said, bro, totally already named someone: Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle was a guy he didn't name. That offensive line is absolutely stout. Um, there's, like I said, just everywhere you look, there isn't anything that the 49ers don't have. Um, they're a run first team. They, they run first off the play action. That has seemed to work for them all season. Um, I think there's no way that you can put Jimmy G back into this, um, back into the rotation. Now uh, I read a report earlier this week that he spoke that he may be healthy for the next game. And, uh, they're already talking about having him as the backup. So Kyle Shanahan, again, he's just a, he's a very smart head coach. But honestly, I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league. I think he's top five, top three, actually. I want to say top three. Um, and like I said, I think the 49ers are the the most convincing team because, honestly, 10 wins in a row also, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's 11 now with the win yesterday or the win on Sunday. Um, and this is incredible, right? You do this for a rookie quarterback from Iowa State, the last pick in the NFL draft. Um, shout out to Kyle Shanahan. But like I said, I think they're the most convincing team as far as what they have on special teams, offense, and defense. The Eagles are close, but I just expect the Eagles to make a mistake against this team. I, th I think total PC, I agree. I think this is the one team you guys don't want to see because I'll take you I'll, I'll honestly, if I'm not being biased, I, biased, I'll take you guys over any other team in the NFC, but I'm not taking you over the 49ers. I just believe they're way, way, way too deep. Can, can I jump in for one second about the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan? The last two playoffs, Kyle Shanahan had um, played, basically. Like, the play calling for him, like, in the championship game last year and the Super Bowl was questionable. Like, I don't know what, what's with the 49ers, but their recent playoff history has been basically collapses, like, unexpected, basically. Like, the four, like, like in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And then you look at um, last season against the Rams. That they, they had the game basically in the bag against the Rams. I'm not sure if you remember that. All right, so wait, wait. So you're going to put that Super Bowl on the Chiefs to where we're going to act like if Jimmy G doesn't make one throw that he overthrew, they don't win that Super Bowl, bro. Like, you can't put that on Kyle Shanahan. That was terrible I, quarterback. But no, but Jimmy G is call, terrible. He's terrible. But the call, they went away from the run and basically gave it to Jimmy G. Instead of, I, I think they should have ran the football more. And that's what happened in Super Bowl 51 with Matt Ryan, that they decided to throw, 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 and go away from the run. And that made the Patriots be able to come back. So it's more his play calling. I think they need to be more balanced, I feel, in, in those type of situations. 
but we'll see what happens. All right. Um, next question. Where do you truly believe Lamar Jackson will be at um, the beginning of the season? I mean, the beginning of the 2023 NFL season. Uh, PC, your thoughts first. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm I told the boys in the group chat. I'm leading more towards not being shocked if Lamar doesn't backstay. Um, I just with the reports I've been seeing, Dolphins are looking to keep Tua. Okay, um, Jared Goff has earned at least one more season as the Lions starting QB. Um, yeah, the Falcons, but that's more but uh, there are more problems there than you know they want to admit uh falcon fans want to admit I, I just don't know where lamar would go um and what team would throw him the bag and and be successful in that in that aspect uh outside of, like the jets maybe um you know and, and that's probably the favorites if I, if i'm speaking out loud talking about where lamar goes but you know all this goes back to the ravens like hey the ball's in your court baltimore okay this has been a miserable season um you should have paid your franchise quarterback before the season started and look what's happened because of it um it's just been disappointment after disappointment after disappointment this season you can change that and you can give lamar his money and you can finally put weapons around him. Just it's not it's not hard. It, it's it's really not hard. Like I, I I don't know what keeps compelling this franchise to not give this man his money and weapons around him. It's not that hard. Look at the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. We put weapons around him. We got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, put Dallas Guard on him. Buffed up the defense a little bit. I know that the Ravens love buffing up the defense. All right. They just gave Roquan Swift an extension, you know, just a few weeks ago. You have the defense. Now go get the offense for a guy like Lamar Jackson, who we all know is a certified top three quarterback when healthy. Okay. And he has not been that for the past two seasons. You know why? Because he does not have weapons around him. And when he is trying to play the Superman role, you see what happens, all right? You get you get totally depressed because they they lose against the Bengals on Hail Mary, when actuality they should have won that game if Lamar plays. So, I'm saying Ravens, if not Ravens, then Jets are probably the most likely spot that are willing to give him the bag that he wants, that he deserves. Um, but like I said, balls in your court, Baltimore. Make the move. For like the past two seasons, bro. Like we we're always having this conversation with Lamar Jackson and getting paid. I completely agree with what PC said as far as they should have been paid this man. Um, all these quarterbacks got paid. Um and here's my thing. For Ravens fans, Deshaun Watson really, really ruined the market for guys like Lamar Jackson and the rest of these quarterbacks that are going to ask for their checks, bro, or, 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 or that are going to ask to get paid. Because that $235 million guarantee, there are quarterbacks that are way better than, or I won't say way better, but there are quarterbacks that are better than Deshaun, that quarterbacks are going to look at his contract and be like, well, damn, I've accomplished more, I've done more, I deserve, I earned, I've, I deserve and earned this kind of money. Now, the question was, where do I think Lamar will be? 
I just feel like it's come to the point where Lamar just really needs to do what's best for himself, bro, and he just honestly needs to leave Baltimore. Go to a team that's going to get you a wide, some wide receivers, bro. Like a team that's actually going to draft wide receivers that they can actually develop and 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 actually build around you, bro. Not just around the run game. Like we can all we 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 all know the 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 Baltimore Ravens are strictly built around the run game, play action, and defense. That's it. Like it's the same thing. The Lamar Jackson has been there what four or five years and has never had a wide receiver one. I can't think of like Tolu has has he ever had a wide? I guess Hollywood Brown. Would be technically a wide receiver Brown. one, but we'd all agree that wide receiver that Hollywood Brown is not really a wide receiver one. He's a, he's a, he's an elite he's an elite ish he's wide a, receiver two. Yeah, he's a very very he's a very very good wide receiver two. So besides Hollywood Brown, that's that's the number one wide receiver that they've got, Lamar Jackson, bro. Um, it's I mean they clearly haven't paid him. Um, bro, just go like honestly go somewhere else, bro. Like honestly, I hope he does what's best because honestly, I just feel like they're tr- they're trying to do a, they're trying to do the whole Joe Flacco thing on him. Joe Flacco had an a, incredible run with the with the number one defense in the NFL when he went on that Super Bowl run. It was absolutely incredible. He won the Super Bowl, then he got paid. Unfortunately, Lamar Jackson got hurt. He never got the uh, the chance to for his Super Bowl run. Would that run have happened? I don't know. But he also had a good he, offense. Yeah, also, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. But, you know, like, honestly, I just feel like if he can go to a team like the Jets um, and, and PC, as far as what you said earlier, with you, you think that the Jets will be the only team to pay him the bag? I think that there are about 25 teams without, that don't have a top five quarterback that would definitely pay Lamar the bag, bro. Absolutely. I think if the Ravens make Lamar, Lamar available for trade, Every single team is going to call besides like a Bills, besides an Eagles or a team like that or something like or, or like a Bengals or something like that, bro. Teams that don't have a top five quarterback. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I think he's going to be a Jet. Um, the Jets, the, the, we've already we've already seen the reports where the Jets are willing to pay and do whatever for a for a top quarterback in the NFL to get to get a quarterback on that team. Um, I don't know what that draft compensation is going to look like, but I think that honestly, it, it's just gotten to the point where. They're, they're not going to pay Lamar what he wants to get paid. And I think it's going to be somewhere around that 225, $230 million. The, the Ravens are not going to do that. I, I totally, I just don't think the Ravens are going to do that, bro. And um, like I said, I think they're going to try to franchise tag him. And I think if we get to that point, bro, Lamar Jackson is not, he's going to be very upset and he's not going to show up to camp. He's not going to show up to any offseason activities and he's not going to show up for the season. I think you're going to be forced to trade him, bro. So um, I guess if I'm taking a guess right now, honestly, I, I think it would be the Jets because, like I said, they seem the most desperate for a quarterback right now. So um, Lamar Jackson is going to be a New York Jet in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. One thing I forgot to add on to my point, progress comes with risk. John Harbaugh should not be the head coach of this team next year. I'm going to just say it right now. Um, Lamar saved him. Lamar saved his job. Get John Harbaugh, get Greg Roman. Hell, get your get your new D.C., out there, put in a new coaching no, 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 staff. No, 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 no. Committed Mike is good. Mike season. is good. Mike is good. Mike is good. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I really don't know. I don't know where he's gonna be. Like, I really don't know. It might not be the. Re- I'm. It's gonna be a crazy offseason for the Baltimore Ravens. And Eric DaCosta, your legacy is on the line, man. Because if you lose Lamar Jackson. Your reputation as a GM, man, that's 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 done. <clears throat> Not only you lose Lamar Jackson, if you lose Lamar Jackson, you get nothing, like nothing in return. 
Like, it's okay. Like, you cannot lose a player like that and get nothing. Because if Eric DaCosta loses Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley is the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, there's going to be protests outside outside M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. It's just facts. And, again, I don't know where he's going to be. I don't know. I really don't know. Whether it's be there, whether it be here, whether it be somewhere else, I don't know. But I really, it's gonna. I really thank Lamar for everything he's done. He's my favorite player in the NFL. He he saved my team. If he actually leaves, I got no hard feelings for him because he saved my team. He saved the franchise. Baltimore loves him. His teammates love him. If y'all listen to the press conference, Mark Andrews. His favorite target, his only target, he says, no, he better not leave. That's my guy. Then you look at Calais Campbell. You can't lose a guy like that. So every all the reports that say Lamar, Lamar Jackson has lost the locker room is false. It's total BS. It's bull. Okay? If Lamar, Lamar's one of the most competitive players in the NFL. If he wanted, if he could have played on Sunday. He would have. He could have played yesterday. He could have played. So, I don't know. I just don't know where he's gonna be. If it's somewhere else, I don't have a problem with it. If it's here, I don't know. But I don't. Like PC said, John Arbor and Greg Roman better not be here next year. But the better least Greg Roman. Like I said, he better not even have a flight back to Baltimore. He better. He should have. He should have stayed in Cincinnati. He should stay in Cincinnati. John Harbaugh, his clock management was so bad, so bad. He's won one playoff game since 2015. 2015, one, one playoff game. Greg, but I know EDC doesn't have the balls to fire John Harbaugh because John Harbaugh is his next door neighbor. John Harbaugh is is the, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the balls to fire John Harbaugh, man. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have the balls. And I, that's where I miss Ozzie Newsom, man. I miss Ozzie Newsom. Cause, and I miss Ray Lewis. Dude, like, bro, it's time for a whole change, man. This 2000s football that the Ravens are playing, it's not working. Okay? It's not. You're not going to get another Ray Lewis. You're not going to get another Ed Reed. You're not going to get another Terrell Suggs. You're not going to get a Haloti Nada. You're not going to get a Tory Smith. You're not going to get an Anquan Bolden. You're not going to get those players. Those players are in the past. Those are generational type players. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. And I need it now, man. Before I lose my mind, man. It's time for a change. So, to answer the question, I don't know where Lamar's going to be. I really don't. If he leaves, I don't blame him. If he stays... There has to be a change. Has to be a change. All right. That wraps up this segment. Um, moving on to our next segment, it's time for college football talk with Sean. So, Sean, I'm going to pass it over to you. Great to be here. As much as NFL, NBA that we've been talking today, it's good to get back to college football where we did have the national championship. We saw Georgia absolutely dominate TCU from start to finish. Not even in question the entirety of the game. And it really brought into question, did TCU really need to make the player? Like, 
I get you could argue that they deserved it, but did they really need to make it? Would it have been the end of the world if we let Alabama in instead of them? Maybe. Like, maybe, in fairness, it should have been them. They only lost one game. Alabama lost multiple. You can certainly make that argument. But after watching this game, I sure do wish this was not TCU and this was Alabama or even Michigan. Who set us up for this by absolutely choking against TCU? PC, is there anything you would like to add about that? Um, I know we're better enemies this week, but yes, 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 sixty-five to seven, sixty-five to seven. Um, I, I, I really don't know what like the high point of this game is. Maybe it was Pat McAfee on the on the alternate broadcast on ESPN too. I mean, Pat McAfee's great. Um, maybe. Maybe it was the the special guests that they had, the special guest coaches that they have in the film room. Because you know how you know ESPN does it for the national championship. They have like fifty million, you know, different uh, broadcasts for the game. And um, this one just—it was over after the first quarter. Uh, um, Max Duggan didn't look like the guy that you know propelled this team to the uh, you know uh, Big Twelve championship game uh, that that helped them to beat Michigan. Um, Quentin Johnson, uh, the the guy that we've been hyping up as like an elite uh, wide receiver one in the NFL one day, disappeared. Um, this Georgia defense completely shut down TCU. Um, it was hard to watch. It was, it was just pretty hard to watch. Like we had to watch it in real time when we record these episodes. It was hard to watch. All right, I turned that off once. It was like fifty-two to nothing, um, which is very sad. Uh, with that being said. Um, I do think they deserve to be in that game. But just because you deserve to be in the game doesn't mean that you're actually going to win against the opponent. Okay. And we saw the just, I mean, what's what's the right word for it? We saw the, the levels when it comes to a conference like the Big 12, where it's all offense all the time and very little mediocre defense. It's where the SEC is like, Okay, this is the most realistic things in the NFL. We saw the difference. Um, and now that we're getting an uh, expansion of the college football playoff, um, especially we're going off this past year, I don't know. if I, We probably get the same result, I would think. Like, am, am I wrong for saying that? It's like, I know Alabama, you know, would probably, Alabama would definitely give Georgia more of a, more of a, you know, fight than TCU did. Um, but this Alabama team did not look like itself this year. The Alabama team I don't know if Alabama would have even gotten here. I think there's a good chance they don't even get past Michigan. Which shout out to TCU. I've been slamming yeah. them, but credit to them. They did beat Michigan, which is, yeah. you know. Michigan Michigan absolutely choked that game. Um, I, we all expected. We all expected Michigan to be in the national championship game, and uh, that defense that was hyped up all season gave up 51 points to TCU. Uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. Um I do want to uh, to pose the question though, like, are we are we should we prepare for more games like this with the expansion coming? So I think yes, there will be more games like we saw in the national championship that are sixty five to seven that are over before the first quarter even ends. But that's the case because there will be more games. More games equals just more opportunities for stuff like this to happen. What it also leads to is more games like Ohio State versus Georgia. In the semifinals. So I do think there are there going to be some more bad games? Yes. I think there's also more opportunity for some good, even great, even all-time games. Like we were able to see one this year at the four-team standard. So 
I've gone back and forth on the expansion. I do think we needed an expansion. I don't think four teams was enough. I absolutely think expansion was a great idea and should have been something that should have been happened a while ago. Would I have gone up to 12? No, I would have gone up to six, maybe eight. I think that would have been the perfect number in the middle. I still think with 12 teams, it's not the end of the world. I still think it's going to lead to some great football, some great games, some great entertainment for everybody to watch. Uh, and I think the biggest reason is something that fans will never understand, fans will never agree with, fans will never enjoy, because it, it's money that doesn't go into fans' pockets. It goes into commissioners' pockets, all of the uh, schools' pockets, all of that. We don't get any of that. We don't care for that. So it doesn't go into our evaluation of go expansion, but it does into theirs. So we just have to understand that even if we can't accept it. From the fan point of view, like I've been saying, I do think, there's some going to be some more bad games, going to be some more good games. Um, I think there could, will be more opportunity for upsets. I really don't know what's going to happen, but I'm certainly excited to see how it goes. I'm certainly excited to see how the changes are initiated, and I have hope. I have hope. Uh, I, I didn't agree with the decision at first, but I am hopeful. I think this could be a step in the right direction. Maybe it's a step in the wrong direction. I don't think we'll know until we actually see it in action. Well, uh, it brings me to my second to last question because uh, we have expe- we have teams going to other conferences um, coming in 2025. Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC in 2025. Uh, I believe we have Cincinnati. Um, who who was it? Cincinnati and two other teams. They're moving to the Big 12 um, conference uh, very soon. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I know they're moving conferences. They're they're moving on from the AEC. Um, if you had to decide a team to move to another conference, Sean, what team would that be? So I think uh, one thing you forgot is I think there's been some talks. I don't know if it's official of some of the Pac-12 teams moving to the Big Ten. Like I believe Oregon's in those talks. US. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I definitely remember hearing something about that. So I don't know if it's official. But I will go with some one of those. I will go with USC, Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Caleb obviously won't be there forever. Lincoln Riley is going to be there a long time. I think he's going to constantly be developing quarterbacks just like he did in Oklahoma. I would love to see him in a tougher conference like the Big Ten, who's obviously not the SEC, but it's pretty much the next best thing in terms of college football. So I would love to see a team like that with an electric offense uh, go into a more difficult conference where they will be able to face Ohio State, Michigan, Every year, we won't have to see the same two teams battling it out for the championship. All right. So, with this potentially being the last CFB talk for at least a while, um, let's give uh, some some very 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 early predictions for who's going to be in the college football playoffs come twenty twenty three. All right, that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, Desi just raised her hand. Uh, I'm not going to put LSU there. I'm sorry. I will probably have the two other top SE teams there. I think Georgia is 100% going to be there. There's no doubt in my mind. They are going to be losing some five stars, and they are going to be gaining some five stars. That's how Georgia goes. They are going to be one of, if not the favorites next year. Again, that team is unstoppable. They're, I think they're the new Alabama where they're just constantly churning out five stars, elite talent, elite defenses, and even great offenses. For all we know, they're going to lose Stetson Bennett and get a much better talented quarterback, which could change things for them even more. 
Um, so I will put them. I do think Alabama has a bounce back year, even after losing Bryce Young. I think the rest of the team should round out a little bit more. It wasn't great this season. I do expect be- better and bigger things from the defense, the offensive line, and the receiving core, whether it's through transfers or just guys getting more opportunity from people leaving. Okay, that's two teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the third, Ohio State. I think they'll make it again. I think C.J. Stroud didn't declare, but they still have the best wide receiver, maybe the best player in the entire country in Marvin Harris' junior. Um, so I think that, along with uh, I trust them to get a new quarterback, just like they, similar to Georgia with defense, I trust Ohio State. Uh, they went from Justin Fields to C.J. Stroud. Uh, I believe their next quarterback's like some, something like Cowan, maybe, something like that. Um, and it definitely starts with an M. Uh, so, yeah, I trust that the Ohio State will be able to develop them Develop him just like they did the past quarterbacks. I do think they are going to make it next year. My last team, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to go with a bit of a surprise. I think FSU is going to win the ACC. I think they are going to beat Clemson. I think they are going to have a great record. And I think they are going to make the college football playoffs next year. That is my bold, way too early college football prediction. I think FSU is going to make the playoffs. Oh, all right. Um I would probably I would assume that your your first two out would have to be LSU, maybe Clemson. Uh, I was thinking Michigan still. Michigan is going to be there. Um, um, the team that I I I can't remember now. All of a sudden, USC. USC. USC is going to be there. Um, I I mean, if you're asking me, top four, I think for next season would have to be Alabama. Because it's Alabama, Georgia. Because it's Georgia, uh, USC. I'm putting there because Caleb Williams. You know, it's special. very fair. They were part of my first one. Um, and for that fourth spot, I would probably ooh, Florida State's a really good choice because they've had really good bounce back year. LSU. I think I have to play in that conversation because. I, but you know, three of, of SEC teams though. With. I I know three SEC teams. It's like, I mean, what can you do? It's the best conference in college football. You know, I mean, I just uh, think they're going to eat each other. Like uh, one team is going to lose to Alabama. One team is going to lose to Georgia. And it's going to be too hard for them all to have enough wins to make the playoffs. You would probably I will probably have to put Clemson in that conversation as well. Uh, Michigan's going to be there, obviously. Um, I would think that TCU would still have a good enough team to be in the top 10 anyway. And Penn State is another team. I think we should watch out for. We're finally gone from the Sean Clifford era. Um, Drew so, Aller season, yes. baby. Drew Aller season. Woo! Yes, he's winning the Heisman. You can book this. Okay, we, 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 we didn't tell you to say all that now. Uh, we're, we're not season, saying all baby. that. Woo! Yes, sir. I, I, I do think they'll be in the conversation. That, that, is, that is what I think. Um, but that is CFB talk. We'll see you when we see you because I'm not sure. We might we might get a blockbuster news next week and we might have an emergency uh, special edition of CFB Talk. But for now, back to you on the main podcast, Desi. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I see everybody's hyped over Alabama, which I don't even know what Alabama's going to have. And LSU pretty much getting our entire team back and everybody's overlooking that. I'm just confused. I, I, it's like, Alabama and Georgia. You, I, you just have to respect it, Desi. What you mean? Y'all said, okay, okay. I, listen, okay. I'm giving, no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I no. think LSU is going to be there. 
I think LSU is going to be there. It's just it's Alabama in in Georgia. Okay, but why? They're the it's, they're the why? staples. Okay, I can see Georgia, but why Alabama? We beat Alabama this year. We was better than Alabama this year. Alabama this year. team this year. Me and That's what I'm, Why can't y'all don't even know who Alabama? Once again, y'all don't know what Alabama is going to have. One, we two, don't know who anyone's LSU, gonna have. It's way too early. LSU, this is this LSU is way too early. It, it, this is trust me, Desi. Trust me, this is why they're the way, way, way too early rankings. But okay? I'm just trying to figure out where are y'all getting Alabama because they are Alabama. That's what you're telling me. Yes, okay. Now I know you're biased. Thank you. That's all I wanted to know because clearly the you're Florida biased fan Alabama. is biased I, towards Alabama. Okay, okay. I, I, just know Alabama. I know you're biased towards I, LSU. I have LSU there, so pick so up with Sean. Okay, I, I, I had LSU. I think LSU is gonna have another great season. I just don't think they're gonna make the top four. I think they're going to be in the toughest conference once again, and I think they're going to have a loss, a loss here or there that'll make them come just short. Even though we proved y'all wrong by beating Alabama this year, even though y'all said we couldn't, and I told y'all we got the team and the roster and the coaches now to do so, y'all still doubting my team. I swear to God, you just can't win with everyone. You can't win with everyone. All right, moving on to our next segment. It is time for our predictions for the divisional round. So for the first game which is the Saturday game. It's Jaguars versus Chiefs. PC, your prediction? Uh, man, Jaguars versus Chiefs. Well, congratulations to the Jags. I, I, me and Gianni are looking like some damn mad professional scientists with an IQ of 200 right now. I don't think the, the Jags are in the same boat as Giants. Nobody expects them to be here at this point. Um, with that being said, it's Arrowheads. It's a January game. Um, I think this is where our, our final stop is if you're a Jags fan. Um, and I, I do not think Andy Reid is allowing the Chiefs to blow a 27 to nothing lead. So give me the Chiefs. Um, I, I don't think it, it's going to be a blowout, but I, I do think that they're, they're going to win by uh, two possessions. Give me, give me 31 to 17. Okay, Sean, your, posi- your prediction? I have to agree with PC on this one. Uh, I love what Jacksonville has done this year. I think Doug Peterson's a coach of the year candidate. I think Trevor Lawrence has made massive strides this season. And we've seen him make massive strides in a single game. We saw him go from one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen in a debut game to having an elite comeback where he was essentially perfect. He wasn't missing his wide receivers whatsoever. He did everything he needed to do to ensure the Jaguars were going to win that game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so, yeah, I trust I trust Trevor Lawrence. I trust Doug Peterson. I just don't think that overall roster is going to be good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who might as well be the Super Bowl favorites. They have the bye. We saw the Bengals and Bills. We saw them struggle against. We saw them both struggle in the wild card matchup against what should be easy opponents, uh, but they couldn't do that. They couldn't dominate like we, some of us thought they would. So with the Chiefs not having that struggle, I do think they're probably the Super Bowl favorites, which means I do think they're they are going to win this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, Sean, they couldn't have the struggle because they didn't play. Because so. they earned the first seed. Well, because we didn't play our game. We could have been the first seed. Now, if they would have done win the differential, we would have been the first seed. But you know what I'm saying? I guess that just means nothing. Anyways, as far as my prediction, um, I'm going to 
say what you guys said. I am going to pick the Chiefs, um, although I do feel like it's going to be a close game. And I really wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars win that game. But I think they'll keep it within seven. So I'll say my prediction is 27 to 20. Okay, for the next game, it's the Eagles versus the Giants. PC? So much, Sean. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. The Giants have scraped by enough. They have done enough to be right here in the divisional round this Saturday at the Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia to take on division rival Philadelphia Eagles. Um, But I'm just going to repeat what I said just a few seconds ago. Nobody expected you to be here. But I think this is where your final stop is going to be. All right. For starters, the Eagles defense is not the Vikings defense. All right. We're, we're talking about one of the worst defenses, bomb third of the league to top third of the league. All right. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, he had over 300 passing yards. The first time the Vikings met, he had over 300 passing yards. The second time uh, he met the Vikings. Um, and that's because... The Vikings' pass defense is horrendous. I mean, they let Daniel Jones and Mac Jones throw for over 300 yards against them. That should tell you something right there. Um, with that being said, this is a game where if the Eagles get uh, in front of themselves, if they continue to make uh, you know these these self mistakes, these mistakes that cost themselves, then the Giants will have a very very good chance of winning this game and upsetting the entire world and getting what TK wants which is a Giants win. With that being said, I don't think that's what specifically happens. I think this is going to be a close game. All right, you guys are going to give us hell because the New York football Giants and Brian Dable, I'm going to say right now, Brian Dable's coach of the year. All right, he has done more than enough to earn that. But this is going to be a close game. Daniel Jones, all right, you've only had two 300 passing yard games all right in the regular season one that was against the vikings the other was against the lions where they lost that game all right you're not going to have 300 passing yards against the eagles all right you may get you may get a few rushing yards against us but from top to bottom just like the niners just the deepest team with the deepest one of the one of the best teams with the deepest rosters give me the eagles i'm going to say 28 to 24. Okay, Sean, your prediction? <sighs> PC, PC, PC. I appreciate you, finally. I know how much hard it was for you to do this in your heart, finally, to give us even an ounce of credit. I really do appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you finally admitting that Brian Dable is the coach of the year and not Nick Sirianni. And I have to ag- say, I agree with you. I agree with you on one thing. Daniel Jones will not have 300 yards passing because the Eagles have a great pass defense. What they don't have is a great run defense. Saquon Barkley is going to have two over 200 all-purpose yards, at least 125, if not 150 in the running game. Saquon's going to have a monster game. It is going to be a career definer. It is going to be what we look back when he is wearing his Hall of Fame jacket. Excuse me. Um... Saquon Barkley is going to absolutely go off. Daniel Jones is going to do what he needs to do. He's going to be efficient. He is going to have a high completion percentage. He's going to get the ball to his receivers where they need to be. 
um, Brian Dable is going to outcoach Nick Sirianni. He's going all the little things, all the little decisions, timeouts, uh, clock management, game planning, decision making. All that Brian Dable is going to have the advantage in over Nick Sirianni on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to take some luck to stop the, this Eagles team, especially in the running game. They have a dominant running game. The Giants' running defense has probably been their biggest issue all season. It's going to take some luck. We are going to force a fumble on Miles Sanders. We are going to intercept Jalen Hurts. Um, Adoree Jackson is going to shut down Devontae Smith while we double-team A.J. Brown on the other side. We are going to do just enough. This is not going to be easy. It's going to take some luck. I can admit that. I think the Giants cannot win this game without luck, but they're going to get that luck, and they are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia and make their way to the NFC Championship. Saquon Barkley is going to dominate. The defense is going to force two clutch turnovers. The offensive line is going to have their best game in years. They're going to help Evan Neal. Andrew Thomas is going to shut down whoever the Eagles try to put on him. Dexter Lawrence is going to get two sacks on Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, shout out to you. You're a Hall of Famer. I love your podcast. I hate to say it because you're a Philadelphia Eagle, but I'm such a huge fan of yours. You're so funny. You're so cool. You're an awesome person, awesome player. Shout out Jason Kelsey. But Dexter Lawrence is going to beat you Sunday. Um, Dexter Lawrence, one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. He's going to win that matchup. I don't know why we only won against six against y'all in the final week of the regular season, Sean. Nick Sirianni is smarter than what you think he is. You know why? Because he beat third stringers? Oh, no, no. Quite the contrary, actually. Quite the contrary. See, Nick Sirianni knew that it was a real possibility that the Giants would be facing us in the divisional round. Now, tell me, Sean. Why would any NFL head coach play aggressive with all of his starters against third stringers? Again, taking on third stringers, all right, you do not need a lot to beat a team playing their third stringers. All you have to do is get the lead. That's what we did. We played conservative in that game for a reason, okay? We did not want the Giants to know all of our tricks that we're bringing to you guys this Saturday. And need I remind you, because Giants fans keep ignoring the fact that when we did play all of our stars on both sides for both teams, y'all got blown out and almost had 50 points put up against you. Without Adore Jackson and Xavier McKinney. See, that's your problem right there, man. Uh, this, This is not, this is not, that's not going to change anything, okay? The Eagles offense, all right, isn't going to change. A.J. Brown is still going to get what he wants. Devontae Smith is still going to get what he wants. He might get a fumble out of Miles Sanders, but when Jalen Hurts is returning, all right, because all he did was knock off the rust on the final re- final game of the regular season, and you got a recipe for disaster if, you, if you're in New York. I mean, I don't, I don't really know much else to tell you. I was trying to spare you, Sean, all right? Minnesota is supposed to be your final stop. I told you, lose against Minnesota because I did not want Philadelphia to embarrass you. I did not want Philadelphia to end your season. But then I realized I cannot be nice against a division rival. You want us to end your season? Ready to do exactly that, buddy. But of course, for the podcast record, Desi has to be the tiebreaker for this game. I know that she's going to pick the right team. I know that she has enough intellect, all right, as the moderator for this podcast to know who's going to win this game. So, Desi, 
please, please tell them who's going to win against the Eagles and the Giants. Please. Okay. I do believe this will be a good game. Both solid defenses, pretty good offenses. Um, that being said, I think it'll be within five. My prediction is 28-23, and I think Philly takes the win. Only Sean. saying that because I didn't. Only Sean. saying that because I didn't have LSU in the playoffs. Cool. No, that's the only I reason. Sean, I had already, I had already had it. I'm, sure you I'm did, Desi. Sure you I did. I told y'all, I told y'all from jump, I have Bills Eagles Super Bowl. I'm sticking to that. I'm sticking to it. Destiny. Hey, and shout out to E Rock because he he really put it into my head. This should shouldn't have been the team to end your season. It should be the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, now for Sunday's games, we have. Bengals versus Bills. TK, your prediction first. I mean, I think we already know where I'm going with this, bro. Like, the Bills already struggled against the Dolphins, barely won that game, which is pathetic, against a third-string quarterback. It's like I, I be trying to, like, give them the benefit of the doubt, bro. Like, I try to give the Bills the benefit of the doubt. I even said last week this was going to be a blowout. I didn't think it was going to be close, but 31-34, to 34, bro. Like, come on. Now you're about to play a real team who actually has their first string quarterback. Like, I just think the Bills are about to – I think the Bills are going to lose. Um, Give me wait, a – Wait, wait. Hold, hold on. TK, Pete, TK, TK, TK. I, I just want to stop you right there. I do just want to stop you right please. there because Skylar Thompson, all right, they, they pushed the Bills to the limit. You're all right on that, okay? You're right on that. But didn't Tyler Huntley, the guy at one point told who thought was worth the first-round pick, didn't he take the Bengals to the limit too, my guy? It came down to the last play. If James Prochet, if James Prochet, you literally called Tyler football, Huntley out last week, and they kicked that field goal, you called Tyler Huntley out last week. I'm just saying. I get to respond. We would have won that game. Okay, so first of all, first of all, I'm not going to sit here and let you compare Tyler Huntley to Skylar Thompson. We're not going to do that. This is a rookie quarterback from Western Kentucky. Okay, Western Kentucky. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. Tyler Huntley's another draft pick. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who. I don't care. He came from a Kentucky. No, Kentucky State or something like that. Something TCU. like that. No, he didn't come. From, did he come from TCU? TCU. So there you go. So he came from TCU. Okay. So this is a TCU third string, third string. Okay, third string on the depth chart, rookie quarterback. That the Bills, who are supposed to be the Super Bowl contending, it doesn't bitch. matter. Tyler no, Hill, no, no, it does play. matter. No, it, no, it does Howard, matter. No, it still doesn't play. matter. Lucas still played. All of their players still. It doesn't play. matter. You struggled it, against a third. Oh my string god! Oh my god! From so it don't. So, like there's no. So you're not going to keep the same energy so, with Burr on him. No, with the Ravens, you're I'm not going to get the same energy. No, because Tyler Huntley, at least I seen. I, 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 you know, you know, just called you know Tyler why? Huntley out last you know week. Why? Yeah, I did. Call Tyler. Tyler. You I'm literally just, did that. I'm so how can you? Oh my God, bro! Call Tyler Huntley what I'm talking out about you who don't the, like the, the Bills. The Bills, just, bro. Like I don't know why she's mad at me. Like I'm the one that made the game close. It should have been a blowout. We all predicted a blowout. And that didn't oh, why should have it been a blowout? Because y'all said that because to it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. At the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. It's the playoffs, and then this is a division game. It don't yeah, matter. It is, it I told y'all. I told y'all that this game was going to be close. It's not my fault. Y'all don't watch film, and y'all so, don't understand. So who do you have? So who do you have winning this game? So, anyways, like I think. So, like I was saying, I have the Bengals winning this game because, like I said, you're not playing a third string quarterback. 
rookie from TCU. You're going to be playing an actual MVP-type quarterback who's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. And I, I'm just saying, I think that the 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 Bengals will beat the Bills. Um, I think it'll be a close game. But give me 28-33. Bengals. Right. For sure. All right. For sure. You're damn right. Your your prediction? (laughs) Well, this is, I think this is the toughest game of the weekend to predict, I feel. Um, Both of these teams struggle. Uh, I feel like more the Bills with the Dolphins because I don't think the Dolphins are really good defense. I think Baltimore's defense is top five. And you could see that Cincinnati had a lot of trouble moving the football versus them. But to me, this game is going to come down to, I think, whoever has the ball last. And in my opinion, I think it's going to go to overtime, this game. And I think the Bills pull it off 34-31 to 31 in overtime. Um, the main reason why I'm going to say Buffalo is because I'm worried about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line because they're missing a couple of guys to injuries. And that's going to come back to haunt them at some point. Because if Joe Burrow can't run out of the pocket like how he did last season in the playoffs, they're in trouble, Cincinnati. And I think um, Josh Hammond might do a mistake or two to keep the game close enough for Cincinnati to, to put it in overtime. But I think Buffalo wins in overtime, 34-31. to 31. All right. And total, your prediction? <laughs> okay. I think the Bills are going to beat the Bengals. Mainly what Gianni said, the Bengals are missing their three starting offensive line. And once they, met, once they missed that, they had trouble moving the ball against us. Um. And uh, they they couldn't move the football at all. After once they lose their lose lost their three offensive lines, they could not move the football at all. So I think the Bills defense is going to get to Joe Burrow, and he's gonna have to scramble for his life. So yeah, I think the Bills are gonna sneak by, maybe by a field goal. Forty ers versus Bucks or Cowboys, TK. Your prediction? Look, man, y'all already know I got the 49ers going all the way. My 49ers. I've been a 40. I've been a 49ers fan uh, since this year of uh, of January of 20 of, of of January 15th. January 15th. I've been a 49ers. Y'all hear this? Do y'all hear this? January 15th, 2023. I, I officially became a uh, Niners fan uh, just for the playoffs total. I'm not unlike you. I don't follow LeBron everywhere he goes from Cleveland, to Miami, then back to Cleveland, then to LA. I'm not you, but um. But yeah, I got the. I, I mean, we all know I got the Niners going all the way. So I don't think it's gonna be a blowout again. I, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it'll be anything like that. But I really don't think. I, I really don't think it matters which one of these teams they end up playing. Whoever wins this game tonight, honestly, I think it's 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 going to be a comfortable win. Um, I think it'll be at least somewhere around ten points. Um, honestly, I think the 49ers, like I said. They're 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 just the perfect team when you look as far as coaching, special teams, offense, and defense. Um, and honestly, I have them in the Eagles going all the way to the NFC conference, and I'm gonna stick with that. So, yeah, give me the Niners over everybody. Okay, Gianni, your prediction. Um, 
I think it's probably going to be the Cowboys and the Niners. I think the Niners, I think this is going to be the worst game of the weekend. I think the Niners win by three scores, I feel. Um, I just don't see, I think Niners, um, the only team that I think they could lose to is us, basically, in Philly. But outside of that, I just don't see anybody else trying to stop them from winning. Um, I think this is going to be like, like an awful game. Like it's going to probably be over by halftime. Um, I think it's going to be much worse than this game that is on Monday night. Um, I just don't see um, any way that Dallas or Tampa comes back in this game. I just don't see it being close enough. Okay, and Tolu, your prediction? Niners are going to destroy the Bucks or the Cowboys. I prefer the Cowboys because I need to see Stephen A. troll the Cowboys. We all need to see the annual Cowboys playoff exit. We all need it. We all love it. We love trolling Cowboys fans. We love trolling every Cowboys fan. And I know PC and Gianni love trolling Cowboys fans. So, Niners are going to destroy whoever wins this game. It don't, it's not even close. All right, guys. That wraps up that segment. And now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, which is Hot Takes. But first, I'm going to play our WHS Fan Hot Take of the Week. I thought you wanted to say, like, the send-in part. No. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I, I, I was, I was like, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Guys, don't know for a second. There. I'm, I'm watching a Tom Brady disaster class right now. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to send your fan hot takes to the show, make sure you DM, DM us on our socials. Check out our socials. Even DM us on our personals. We'll look through submissions. We always pick the best one that's going to spark a conversation for each week's episode. So, fan hot take this week. I'm expecting it to be spicy. Because it's from somebody special in Desi's life, so uh, let's let's hear it. I'm Caleb. I live in Dallas, and my teams are the Eagles, Lakers, UNC, and LSU. This is the WHS fan hot take of the week, and my hot take of the week is Jaws better than Prime D Rose. Who? He said Jaws better than uh, Prime D Rose. Okay, yeah, no, stop. Oh, like, oh, oh god. So first of all, oh, all right, whoa, oh, all right, okay. It is. First it runs all, in the family. It runs in the family. First of all, W for Caleb for being the Eagles fan. That, that's first of all. That's that's a great of choice. Course, of course, I made him a Lakers and LSU fan. He was Duke at first, but he switched to USC. I don't know. Wait, he's related to Desi? He's my brother. He's <laughs> under a rock. He just said it. Like... I, I swear, Tolu. Tolu, yeah, that's why he he said Tolu act like Stephen A. Smith. That's, that's what that's the guy who said I act like we're, Stephen we're, A. We're Smith. We're not. We're, yeah. All right. Let Let's get to actual hot take. Job <laughs> being better than Prime D Rose. Prime D. Rose yeah. That's terrible. That's just terrible. This is. I, I don't think it's as bad as we're no. saying. As it sounds. Uh, yeah. I don't think it yeah. is neither. Let's great. Go up against Prime LeBron James. He won a MVP in the prime LeBron James era. Okay, John Morant okay. is not doing yes. that. Sorry. Yes, John Morant. Also, John Morant is living in a generation right now where he has to live in a pretty tightly contested Western Conference. All right, he has to put up with LeBron James. 
Steph Curry, Nicole Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. He has to put up with all those guys. Okay. I, I, I'm saying I don't think that he's he's right necessarily. All right, but I do not think this is as far off as people think. I think if you want to say if you want to say maybe more like just as athletic with as far as what he can do underneath the basket, then I, I understand that or over the basket, I should say, and I understand that. But like, nah, man, Prime Derrick Rose was absolutely insane, bro. Stop. Like, do you, stop. Do you think that that Jaw is more versatile than what Prime D Rose was? No, 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 no. I think no, no. And if you think, and if and, and for the listeners, if you think that, I'm gonna tell you right now. Just go onto YouTube, type in Derrick Rose, Chicago Bulls, and then come back and answer and ask yourself Derek that question after you know watching all his highlights. Derrick Rose Derek. was absolutely unstoppable, bro. Like just, just extremely insane. And he was also a better shooter than Ja was. Also, Ja's not really I, the best shooter. I do want to point out. I do want to point out that we're talking about. John Morant right now, I and mean, I think we can all consider John Morant top five, you know, point guard right now. Jaw hasn't hit his prime yet. All right, so I, I, I'm factoring in that Jaw hasn't hit his prime yet, and we already consider him a, a elite player in this league. All right, his peak may be MVP. All right, how old, is, wait, how, old is ja? how old is Jaw? How old is Uh, he's got to be in this early twenties. I think he's like, what is he? Let's double check right now. I think he's like 21, 22. Derrick Rose won MVP when he was 23. Derrick Rose won an MVP when he was 23, dude. So that so, means Derrick Rose wasn't okay. in his prime yet either. We, yes, and we're all, but we all know what happened. We were also we robbed. We were also robbed of Derrick Rose's prime. Like we're talking about Derrick Rose possibly being the he he literally had the chance to be the greatest point guard of all time. Like it, like he was that skilled, bro. Unfortunately, he won't be now. But I mean, Derrick Rose, Tom, you will pay for your crimes. Yeah, Tom, yeah, man. Tom just Tom did it. I, I think if we when, once we look back at Jaw's career and he oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the track that I think he that we all think he will be, I don't think this will be as far fetched. Yeah, no, but right yeah. now, I just, I just think right now it's just completely insane to have that conversation right now. Like I think absolutely by the time Jaws because I think Jaw has what it takes to I think you can win it. I think Jaw's gonna win a championship, at least one in his in his career. And I think honestly. Like by the by the end of this by the end of his season, ho- I, hopefully he does because the way that Ja comes down when he dunks, it really scares me, bro. He comes down very awkwardly, bro. So if he comes down wrong, it looks like at any moment he can get hurt. So barring any type of injuries, and I hope that nothing happens to him. Like I think by the end of his career, he'll definitely be better than Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose is injured, so we didn't really get to see the best of Derrick Rose. But yeah, right now, absolutely not. But Ja is special, bro. Ja is he's special. All right, first hot take of the week is coming from Sean. All right, I've already had a few hot takes on this podcast today. I did have FSU making the college football playoffs next week. I had what some people might consider a hot take. I don't think it's that hot. The New York Giants beating the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'll go with one that's not too crazy. I think Lamar Jackson is not going to be a Baltimore Raven next year. I think he will be traded to the New York Jets, and he is going to light the world on fire, and the New York Jets are going to win the AFC East next season with Lamar Jackson at the helm. They have an amazing defense. 
They would have an elite running back, an elite wide receiver, one in Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall at running back. They would have, still have some money and draft picks to build out the rest of the offense. They do need some work on the offensive line, but if they can get that fixed and still keep the defense they had this season, plus some improvements on the offensive line, plus Garrett Wilson, plus Brees Hall coming back, I think that team is good enough to be better than the Buffalo Bills and win the division. Hey, but I don't know why people forget about James Robinson, bro. I don't that's true. That's true. But I, I still think Brees Hall would be by far and away their number. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'm saying like, it's, bro, when you have, but they have a, they have a two, like a two piece combo back there, bro. Like, that's, bro. To just get Lamar Jackson, bro. That's, that's the, bro. They're gonna be extremely scary, bro. Sure. <laughs> be Gianni and be wrong, of course. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. I said they'd win the division with Lamar Jackson. Gianni said they'd win the division with <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, I don't know what Gianni was thinking. Could it be me, man? Could not be me. I knew the. I knew. No, the no, you were, you were in that group. You were in that group. You said my You said I literally said the Bills, bro. I you said the Bills were going to win the division. Oh, the gaslight. Y'all gonna sit here and lie? Miami was seven and three, and you was riding that coaster. If Lamar goes to the Jets. The Jets have officially overtake New York, so at least Sean gets to suffer. Oh. I love that. Oh. I love that. Oh, no. I love that. Uh, Tolu, Tolu, trust me. We know you're gonna become a Jets fan when Lamar. Oh, yeah, you'll be the so first I'm person to buy that jersey. Guess what? You'll be right there. You'll, you'll Lamar get to see dominate all. New York, and it's not the Giants. I love you'll, that. You'll get, you'll love get to see. We already dominate New York. I don't know why you're so salty. We already dominate the playoffs this year. And the the Giants being the second tier New York team. Says the team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2011. Sure, they are the leaders of New York. Got it, Tolu. So if they get Lamar, they are. The, 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 nope, the Giants would, the nope, that would still be their first playoff appearance since, two, to the since Jets. 2011. Children to the Jets if they get Lamar Jackson. Sean, that will never be the case. The New York Giants will be the team. Why is Tolu fighting this hard for? Like, bro, you're a because racist, he knows he's a future Jets fan. <laughs> if he knows I'm, next I'm, season he is bro, going to be a Jets fan. I don't care if Lamar leaves. And and takes over New York and Sean's depressed. I win. I Why win. would I be depressed about Lamar Jackson being in the AFC? That has nothing to do with the Jets. No, because the Jets will overtake New York. Sis. Sure, they will. Sure over. Are we forgetting Buffalo is in New York? Okay, well, first of all, nobody really considers. Nobody, nobody really. No, it's the Canada Bill. We're more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. Nobody really considers. Isn't that next to Yonkers? Like Tom Brady, you stink, bro. You stink so much. The Bucks, you stink. Your franchise stinks. Tom Brady, you stink, bruh. You're washed. You're old. You need to go home. You may kiss you're your son a few times on the lips, bruh, you like you like doing, see, bruh. You, you're only this mad because you want to see the Cowboys. embarrassing, CK. This is embarrassing, bruh. You're watching the game with me. It's embarrassing. I stopped, oh, I stopped watching. I stopped watching after 12-0, bruh. Exactly, I gave, because it's embarrassing. So. But anyways, oh, all right. Yeah. This is sad. Like, um, I just want y'all to know, this is why you need Russell Wilson and, and the Broncos in the playoffs, because the playoffs are whack okay. without them. Okay. Brother. Listen, next Please. year, though. We got y'all next year. Don't worry. No. Okay. Next, Gianni, your hot take for this week. I'm going to go with an NBA take. Um, it's about the Eastern Conference. Um, it's like, like Jumbo up, I think, in like the fourth to like seventh and eighth seed. So my hot take is going to be that I think we're going to have a first-round matchup of a rematch of a second-round matchup from last season. Um, the sixth seed, Miami, versus number three seed, Philadelphia. 
And I think, in my opinion, it's going to go to seven games and the Heat are going to win in Philadelphia. Game seven in the first round. But I want to tell you this, too. I think the conference finals is going to be Cleveland versus Boston. You just really don't want to give the Nets their respect, man. Respect the Nets, bro. Respect, Respect the Nets. What? They haven't been nothing. They've been Respect sucking the without Nets. KD. They've been sucking without KD. He'll be back. He'll be back. Respect the Nets, though, bro. No. Their first round exit, bro. No. Ironic. They fell in Shut up, Sean. Let's see your little... What's, how good are your Mickey Mouse Miami Heat, huh? They have the best defensive rating in this month. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. You have a good defense. What are, they, what are they in the standings right now, Sean? Let me let me let me read out. I mean they they have one of the best records over the last two months. You They've lost been one of the best shut teams over the last two months. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Are the Lakers you even lost. in the top eight? Bruh, stop talking about the Lakers, That's bro. What like, I'm saying. Bro, like, Wait, like, why are you like, My bad, you're right. Tolu's not a Lakers fan. I forgot. Tolu, Tolu, where are your Detroit Pistons in the standings? I just want to know where that. I want to tell you guys, the last 25 games, the Miami Heat has the fourth best record best in basketball. Okay, where, where are they? That's such Sean, you still haven't answered my question. Where are they in the standings? Where are your Detroit Pistons, Tolu? Where are they in the standings, Sean? Where are your Detroit Pistons in the standings? That's what I, that's all I'm asking. The question, Sean, where are the Heat in the standings? In the playoffs, where they need to be. That's all that matters. Gotta look. Oh, didn't they just lose to the Atlanta Hawks? In the playoffs. They lost to the Hawks today. They are Didn't in they the Atlanta playoffs. Guys, the guys, you lost. They are in guys. the playoffs. Or your Detroit Pistons in the playoffs. No, 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 no. You lost. Thank you. Okay. Next to you, that hot take is PC. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. I, I really did not want to hear more about Tolu's Pistons. Um. You know, let's let's keep it with NBA because my my initial outtake was going to be about the Colts, but then I remembered the report that I saw earlier that the Colts are considering keeping Jeff Saturday as head coach. They're an unserious franchise, so it's not going to be about the Colts, but it's going to be about my Philadelphia 76ers because unlike the Miami Heat in the Los Angeles Lakers and the Detroit Pistons, my team is actually in the top five of the Eastern Conference right now, um, and two through five all have 27 wins as of right now. So it is very, very tight, all right? We are one game back of a two-seed right now. Um, with that being said, the story of the Sixers every single year is, can we get past the second round, all right? I hear the jokes all the time. I heard them this morning. Yeah, I'm going to hear them tomorrow. I'm going to hear them next week. I'm going to hear them until we finally get past the second round. Um, I think we take care of business, whoever our first-round opponent is, I think we take care of business there. It's not the first round, it's the problem. It's the second round. That's why my hot take of this week is that we are going to get the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers in a second round matchup. It's going to be the ultimate story. Can the Sixers finally get past the second round? Is it going to be James Harden's final year as a Sixer? Is he going to get thrown out by the team he left to join the Sixers? Or is the KD Kyrie duo just experiment over in Brooklyn. Um, I think this series goes to seven games. I think we finally do in fact see the Sixers move past the second round. That's my hot take because 
I'm seeing a lot more things in the Sixers this year that I've not seen them do in previous years. All right. They're closing out games by hanging their shots in the clutch. And they are also doing it by having lockdown defense. All right. And you can credit that to D'Anthony Melton. You can credit that to P.J. Tucker, two pieces that we had in the offseason. All right. Let's say we trade for another, you know, bench piece that could give us some some scoring off the bench. All right. Like a like a Gary Harris or a Terrence Ross. All right. Or a Reggie Bullock, who, who just keeps being added. I don't really like Reggie Bullock, but that's a name that keeps circulating with us. All right. That's scoring off the bench. I think it's a real possibility we will see the Nets in the second round. Um, and it's going to take a lot of effort, but I think that's the demon that is going to finally be exercised this season. Finally get that monkey off our back. The Sixers beat the Nets to move past the second round. That's my outtake. Congratulations to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Casey, I would like to jump in one second. I, I could see maybe that match are happening. I feel like the East, one through seven, one through eight, is so tight that I don't know, really. Like, there's going to be a lot of movement, of course, and then the trade deadline. But it's possible, that series, especially if the Nets can get healthy quick enough as well. Like, I feel like, I think Philly and Cleveland, who are four and five, are only three games ahead of the playing t- teams. So, like, I think... Somebody's going to probably collapse because every year there's always a team that's on top that always collapses. Last season was the Bulls and the and the Cavaliers. This season, I don't know who's going to collapse, but there's always one team that always collapses. All right, next is Tyler. I'm going to keep it. <clears throat> I'm going to keep it short. My hot take is Kawhi Leonard should have stayed in Toronto because when I'm looking at the Clippers, they're just up and down right now. I mean, they just won. I think they won like two. I think they won their last game, but they're 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 just right now up and down a franchise. And if I'm Ty Lue, I'm asking out of that contract because I ain't gonna lie. I don't see them beating the Denver Nuggets. I don't see them being the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't see them beating those two teams. So. Kawhi, I think, should have stayed in Toronto. And the Toronto Raptors are pretty bad right now. In fact, I think I think I saw a report that TJ McCollum talk is like talks to one of the guys and they, they, I think one of them is gonna request a trade. So I think Fred Van Fleet is gonna get traded in the on the trade deadline. I don't know where, but I think the Raptors are gonna trade Fred Fred Van Fleet in the trade deadline. I, I don't know where, but I think they're they're gonna trade him. Okay, and last TK, your hot take of the week. Well, I'm gonna be honest, Sean stole my hot take, so I guess I'm gonna stick with the NBA as well, bro. It's gonna be about my Lakers, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've all seen the reports lately. Let's keep that continue to come out that Lakers are not going to make any trades because of this first and these two firsts in 2027 and 2029, by the way. I Meaning this is somebody in 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 middle school, like eighth grade right now, bro. That pick is so is more important than getting LeBron James a championship. But here's gonna be my hot take. All right. And I mean it's called a hot take for a reason. I necessarily don't always believe it, but maybe it'll happen. So my hot take is gonna be this. 
We are going to make a trade, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I seen a report that said something about Bo- Bohan and and uh, Nerlens Noel. <sighs> I swear to God, if that happens, bro, I'm gonna be so done with this team, dog. I'm gonna be so done with it. But here's gonna be my hot take. All right. The Lakers are going to have the biggest trade as far as the trade deadline. I think it's going to – it'll probably be with the Bulls maybe or or maybe the Pacers. I don't know who, but a trade is going to happen. Like I said, I, I at this point, honestly, I've given up all hope on this stupid-ass organization. They really don't want to win LeBron. They really don't want to see LeBron James win another ring. Honestly, at this point, we don't even deserve LeBron James, bro. Like, I'm just so over all these stupid-ass organizational moves, bro. So my hot take is going to be – Stay tuned. The Lakers are going to make a trade with either the Pacers involving Buddy Hield or the Chicago Bulls involving DeMar DeRozan. I have absolutely no faith or hope in this whatsoever, but ladies and gentlemen, maybe it'll happen. So that's going to be my hot take. All right, guys, that wraps up our final full segment. Um, now it's time for one final word from our main co-host, PC. With Cam's monologue. So, PC, I'm going to pass it over to you. Episode 107 is almost done, boys and girls. Uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you all for listening to the We Hate Sports podcast once again. Um, I want to thank the crew for coming out this week. As always, make sure you follow our Twitter and Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Uh, there will be a couple of videos posted uh, this week, including TK's tier list, um, which was uh, final TK series from last week. Uh, so definitely make sure to go and check that out. Call up one, check up on, tell them that you love them. Um, I want to touch on something that I personally was offended by. Um, it was a pretty, uh, pretty known figure in the sports industry. Um, UFC president Dana White, for those who don't know, was seen on camera smacking his, uh, his wife um, in the club in an altercation. Um, now, White has then apologized for the incident, is uh, pretty apologetic about the entire situation. Um, but when asked what his punishment should be, that's what offended me. I'm going to just read you the quote of what Dana White said when questioned about what type of punishment he should get for abusing his wife. And I quote, me leaving hurts the company, hurts my employees, hurts the fighters, doesn't hurt me. Here's my punishment. I have to walk around for however long I live, and this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends, acquaintances, who have respect for me might not have respect for me now. There's a lot of things I have to deal with the rest of my life. That's way more than a punishment than what? I take a 30-day or 60-day absence? End quote. If this isn't entitlement, if this isn't privilege, I need to know what the definition of entitlement and privilege is. Because... Everybody here on this podcast, anybody that has ever watched sports before, anyone that's ever watched UFC before knows that nine times out of ten, if this was a fighter, a well-known fighter, he would have been banned from UFC, he would have been suspended, 
he would have probably been fired. He probably would have even been thrown in jail. So tell me why do you get a pass, Dana White? Why? Because because your wife apologized to you? Because you're apologetic about abusing your wife? You don't get a say in what your punishment should be because you have a high, high level of importance within UFC. Say I did something terrible tomorrow. Alright? I, I, I get accused of, of murdering somebody tomorrow. Do I, do I think I have enough privilege and the power to say that oh you know what you know i i wasn't really a part of that situation i may have been a part of the killing but you know i, I still want to be a part of this podcast because this podcast is me do you really think that anybody on this call would want to be associated with me would not have a problem with me killing somebody i'll take you one further vince mcmahon just got accused of sexual assault by multiple women and had to leave the company. See, Vince McMahon, while he may have returned to the board of directors in a position, he left his position as CEO and president of the company because it's the right thing to do. Dana White, we're not asking you to permanently step down from your position, but at the very fucking least, you should at least you should at least punish yourself the way you would punish any other fighter that would be in your shoes right now. How dare you say that your punishment now is that you have to have people that once have respect for you now look at you in a different light. How fucking dare you? There are millions of women that get abused every single day in the United States, all around the world. And you have the balls to come out and say that Oh, because I'm the president of UFC, this company needs me. I, I, don't, I don't deserve any actual punishment. I just get to live with the guilt that I abused my wife. And no punishment. That's, that's, that's what happens to criminals every day when they commit something. They have to live with guilt. You don't just get to live with guilt. You need to live with something else because you're clearly not getting the repercussions of your actions so the dana white no i don't have respect for you right now and there are a lot of people that don't have respect for you right now there are thousands of survivors of domestic abuse that do not have respect for you right now and you know why dana white it's not because you think that you're apologetic for what you did which i'm starting to question now even myself it's not because of that it's because you have shown no empathy for people that have gone through that you think you're above everybody because you're Dana White you're not going to change your opinion you may not even listen to this podcast you know listen to what I have to say I hope I pray to God there's somebody in your circle telling you hey hey Dana you should probably you should probably consider um punishing yourself just just a little 30 60 day suspension you know, a little slap on the wrist wouldn't hurt. But no, you can't even do that. You're a coward, Dana White. That's why I think of you. To the survivors of domestic abuse, to his wife, I apologize. To all the women in my life that have ever gotten domestically abused, I apologize for a piece of shit like Dana White coming out and saying that he does not deserve to be punished for what he's done. But hey, 
I'm just PC. I'm just a dude that has the sports podcast, man. That's all I got this week. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, we're planning also as well um, as the you know weeks go by, as the season goes on, um, for a possible live WHS mock draft. So stay tuned for that because we're trying to cook up something real special here at We Hate Sports. I'm PC though. That's it for this week's episode. Tom Brady, you suck. You suck. You're washed. You're old. Go home. You suck. To the Las Vegas Raiders fans who want Tom Brady so badly and definitely think they're getting him, I agree that you're going to get him. But you're going to get him just to still miss the playoffs. You're going to get him. You're still going to have a terrible defense. You're still going to have a terrible offensive line. And you're going to go 7-10. and 10. I don't know what you think Tom Brady is doing for you.